This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. A good early morning to you, Throwdown Nation. I am up, and it is just after a quarter after six in the morning on a Saturday. Why am I up this early and why I've been up for a little over an hour? Because it is the Ryder Cup and currently Team USA is getting their asses handed to them by Team Europe. Not that I was surprised. I didn't get it to record uh, uh, the an episode right before the Ryder Cup started, but I thought this there was way too much hype coming in about this U.S. team uh, to begin with. Uh, I, I was a little bit surprised that Europe was an underdog here, considering they're the hosts. I know Team USA won, but I thought there was a little too much hype coming in for the Ryder Cup as a whole. Because, uh, honestly, there were some holes in this Team USA, and it goes beyond just Phil Mickelson. There were a couple other guys that I had a lot of doubts about coming into this. One being Dustin Johnson. Two being Ricky Fowler uh, on the team. Uh, just in terms of how their play was going. And so far, Ricky is, you know... <laughs> uh, to say he's been a bit of a basket case is, is to say the least. He's missed a, a number of putts. got uh, Hit into the hazard a few times. It's not good uh, look for the U.S. right now. Uh, it, they were playing the four ball, so I had to, so this is the one where it's a foursome action. Of course, that sounds a lot worse than it does at six and more. But um, uh, where you got the pairs uh, playing off against each other, and whoever has the best overall score, their team wins the, uh, the hole. You know, based off of the pairings that we've got uh, going on, uh, you know, again, not looking good because you've got uh, Tiger Woods and Patrick Reed uh, having a rematch against Francesco Molinari and Tommy Fleetwood. You know, again, this is a rematch. Uh, Molinari and Fleetwood won yesterday. I don't expect that to change today. And so far, it's going according to script. Uh, Fleetwood and Molinari are up two holes. And, you know, I don't really see it from... Uh, Woods and Reed because a Tiger does you know I don't care what anyone says like it's a different mindset playing Ryder Cup than individual tournaments to me Tiger just works better as a solo artist he's not really that rah rah team guy you know even it even with this whole 
nice guy Tiger Woods phase uh, when he had that cool Rocky-like moment at the PJ Tour Championship last weekend, surrounded by the crowd. You know, it, it was a rock star moment. But overall, in his mindset, I still look at Tiger as that solo artist. I I, I just never found Tiger to be great in uh, pairs, and yet every time we do Ryder Cup, they always put him in pairs. You know, I get it. You have to play as a team, but it it's just not his thing. You know, sometimes you got to understand, like, what you got in terms of players. But it's just not his thing. So uh, uh, so here are some of the other uh, four-ball uh, pairings that are going on today. Tony now and Brooks Kepka against Rory and Sergio Garcia. I, I mean, I'll be perfectly blunt. Uh, I mean, between Rory and Sergio, their putting is better than Brooks. Uh, you know, Brooks is claimed to fame as winning back-to-back U.S. Opens, but in terms of uh, putting, I still put Rory and Sergio ahead of him. That's the the appeal of that U.S. pairing. I would have uh, paired Brooks up with. Uh, I probably would have just sacrificed it and just paired up Brooks with uh, Ricky Fowler and just get it over with. It's like the U.S. Uh, like in terms of uh, uh, strategy, uh, Jim Furyk is trying to win every match because of how poorly. Things went yesterday with Phil and Bryson imploding, which, I I mean, most people could see coming a mile away, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, in terms of that, you've got uh, a, a situation where, you know, you've, you're using Finau in a match where I think he would have been far better off uh, paired off with Dustin Johnson or you could have paired off Finau with Reed. Like, I would have tried switching up some of these pairings a bit. Uh, you know, to me, Dustin Johnson's best partner would have been uh, uh, pair, uh, pairing uh, uh, pairing off with either Finau or, or maybe uh, Justin Thomas. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think the, uh, the overall sentiment uh, of fans were that... Uh, they wanted to see superstar pairings, so you got Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth together, which is great when you have your bud, but, you know, when you're trying to win a competition, which the U.S. is, you know, sometimes you can't be playing favorites, and, you know, so you got Finau and Kepka, you got DJ and Ricky Fowler, you got Woods and Patrick Reed, and you got Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. So, uh, the, the Finau-Kepka matchup against McElroy and Garcia, to me, that's an automatic L. Uh, there was, uh, I mean, they're losing right now uh, pretty good, and I can't see it. I mean, maybe, maybe they make a, a strong charge in the back half because Rory and Sergio take off, but I can't see this not ending poorly for the Americans where they lose at least three three and two. Uh, so, obviously, being down three holes with two left to go, that, that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, I mean, the U.S. just got hammered in the afternoon pairs yesterday. They're getting swept, capped off by uh, Phil and Bryson uh, getting lapped because uh, I think it was six and f- uh, six and five, uh, just because of how bad they were. <laughs> it's like that, that, that's like uh, that's like uh, the, uh, the little league rules where you you call the mercy rule. Uh, but anyway. So, uh, uh, Johnson and Fowler going off uh, against Casey and Hatton. U.S. has to have this matchup. They have to have it. Uh, 
and you know it, it, this is the pairing that was most vulnerable for the Europeans, which is why Ricky Fowler should be nowhere near this matchup. Uh, you know, again, I don't trust Ricky Fowler if my life depended on it out of any professional golfer. He's probably one of the last guys I would ever pick uh, uh, for a dire situation. So why he's on a critical pairing for the Ryder Cup is beyond me. Uh, and Dustin Johnson, uh, he's got a lot going on personally uh, with the whole Paulina Gretzky situation. It's not a good look. I, I would rather have a more steady, level-headed partner for uh, DJ than Fowler. I, I, like I said, I would have taken Finau. Or you, you could have moved, uh, moved it around where you had Justin Thomas with uh, Dustin Johnson. But not Fowler. No. Just not doing it. Uh, but, you know, the U.S. got to have this matchup. And they're losing right now. Uh, they're down three holes. I mean, this was the matchup they had to have without question. And it's just not working out. Uh, Woods and Reed are trailing the Molinari and Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, you know, again, Molinari and Fleetwood are a lethal pairing. Uh, it's, it's one of those where it's like the only way this could have gotten worse is if you paired Ian Poulter with Molinari or Fleetwood to make it that much lethal. But, I, you know, the, the Europeans are banking on Poulter being able to raise up John Rahm's game uh, to face off against Thomas and Speed. I mean, to be perfectly frank... The most interesting matchup of the four-ball pairings is that last one with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth against Ian Poulter and John Ram, namely for the uh, spectacle that will be John Ram's visual and verbal tics versus Beef's, <laughs> like just broing it up with uh, Thomas. Uh, that should be entertaining television to watch. I'm not sure how good the golf's going to be uh, because right now uh, they are trailing, but you know. It's still early uh, in that one because that one uh, teed off the latest. So uh, we'll see. But right now, like the Europe, Europe, Team Europe is cruising to a massive, massive victory in the Ryder Cup. It's not looking good for Team USA, to be perfectly blunt. Uh, again, I thought there was a way too much overhype coming in about the actual U.S. team uh that was going into this tournament because, again, you had guys on the squad like uh, Bubba Watson and Phil who were not playing well at all. And Bryson's a really young player, uh, but he was tailing off towards the end of the year and it showed in the FedEx Cup standings. So, again, uh, just a lot of uh, mixed, uh, uh, mixed up play. I mean, on paper it looks good, but if you actually uh, dive into some of the numbers. Team Europe was far more consistent and had more top players, like kind of in a good groove heading into this one. So to me, like if I wasn't patriotic, I would have just bet Team Europe out outright to win it uh, when they were plus one sixty on the line uh, uh, coming into the, uh, the Ryder Cup. But uh, yeah, I didn't do that. But I wasn't wagering one on Team U USA either, just because for the reasons I outlined, didn't really believe in them. So hey, Throwdown Nation, are you at the bottom of your fantasy league wondering what is going on with your quarterback? Well, I think I've got a new show that may just fit the bill for you. The show is called Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks to get your burning questions answered, such as, 
Is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Can Aaron Rodgers actually play a full season on one healthy leg? And can Dak Prescott actually lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl in spite of Jerry Jones? Coach Weiss and co-host Steve Strau have got you covered on all things quarterbacks. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or any major media platform. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Anyway, I'm sure some of you have been bored to tears by me uh, talking about golf uh, uh, this morning, but uh, I will go ahead with the other part of the podcast today that I wanted to get into was uh, DFS for English Premier League, just because I like some of the matchups today, so just kind of want to give my thoughts on uh, players to look out for on both DraftKings and FanDuel, so... I'll go ahead with my DraftKings lineup uh, right now. Well, the early game today is Manchester United versus uh, West Ham. Uh, so they're at West Ham, and, well, I mean, it is the London Stadium. So I always say, like, I, like whoever the uh, home team is. But the problem is, is that with it being a neutral stadium like the London Stadium, uh, there should be a, plenty of United fans to almost in a way drown out the West Ham supporters, unfortunately. But, you know, this is a Man United team that's in free fall, in my opinion, because it's the third year under Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, uh, because, uh, well, Jose Mourinho. Sorry, it's early morning, folks. But um, the, uh, the issue is that United just got bounced out of the League Cup, which is one of the cup competitions uh, that gets played throughout the uh, Premier League season. And the League Cup, you are going up against lesser competition in the early rounds. So United gets bounced out of uh, the uh, League Cup early to a Derby County squad that, to be perfectly honest, their entire budget makes up less than what Paul Pugba makes with his United, uh, uh, with his uh, Manchester United contract. So, again, this is a David Goliath situation where, you know, United did not look good at all. Paul Pugba, you know, the story already came out that he had requested a transfer to Barcelona, which created the tiff with Mourinho, and Mourinho was punishing Pogba with various measures and also stripped him of being the secondary captain on Manchester United. I mean, basically, it's just a tit-for-tat situation. Neither side is really happy with the other. And it, it's just not going to... Uh, because it was already bubbling on the surface before the World Cup. It it seems it's uh, snowballed since the season started. And there's no getting around it. Uh, you know, this is going to end badly for J- Jose Mourinho at United because of the fact that... Uh, j- uh, man, why am I saying Jose? I'm saying Jose... Anyway, it's still early, folks. Forgive me. Uh, it's it's a case where Mourinho, because of uh, the actual issues going on, I mean, first of all, the system doesn't really fit the personnel. Uh, Romelu Lukaku has not looked sharp since the World Cup. Part of it is his fatigue, but I also think part of it is also the fact that he is a very inconsistent player on normal years. So given the fact that he had extended duties for Belgium and Belgium went deep in the World Cup this year, you know, 
I wasn't expecting a whole lot of uh, Lukaku this year, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, again, uh, I think this is a matchup that United should win. Will they win it, though? Anyone's guess. Uh, I would not be betting, because I know folks are betting the money line on United or uh, betting United minus one, so expecting them to win by two goals. I think that's uh, way too optimistic. As bad as West Ham has been this year, United is not playing... Uh, anywhere close to their potential. And, you know, they play below their competition no matter how bad their competition is. Again, this is a team that got bounced by Derby County. I'm not putting my money on them. So uh, that's my take on the early game. But uh, let's get into the rest of the games on the slate because we got a seven-game slate here uh, with uh, uh, Fulham hosting Everton, Brighton hosting Manchester City, Tottenham hosting Huddersfield Town, uh, Watford hosting my Arsenal. Uh, you got Southampton hosting Wolves. Leicester hosting Newcastle. And in the marquee matchup uh, today, it is Liverpool hosting Chelsea after Liverpool was bounced by Chelsea in the League Cup earlier this week, wherein a number of the principal parties played. So you got a second clash in less than five days between these two squads. They want nothing to do with each other at this point but they're because uh, they went hard at it at, in the league cup and they're going to go hard again today uh you know it's a lot on the line here for bragging rights so uh that is going to be must-see television uh nbc should be coming online uh pretty soon today because uh, they're broadcasting out of dc today as uh the the, the fan fest uh, because of the liverpool chelsea matchup like they did last year in New York, so that should be interesting, but, you know, going, like, looking at it from the perspective of, you know, you've got uh, uh, that marquee matchup late in the day, got to get some DFS lineups ready now, uh, and then try to figure out what the ownership percentage is going to be for tournaments, but uh, in terms of uh, uh, the budget, I'm looking at it from the perspective of, I want to have uh, some of my premier strikers uh, getting uh, getting uh, the attention here. So the way I have my lineup constructed is I'm looking at this and saying that this is a city day to me uh, in terms of a striker. So uh, I'm playing Sergio Aguero up top of my elite striker. You know, if, if I get news uh, about the striker situation, maybe Jesus playing uh, today, then obviously I'll switch it. Uh, as well, but uh, I'm I'm going with riding with uh, Aguero, who's been on a hot streak uh, as of late. Aguero's going to run uh, 10, uh, 10,300 on DraftKings. Uh, the FanDuel pricing is going to be higher at 12.5, but honestly, Brighton still missing Pascal Gross. Uh, they're not going to be able to move the ball that much against City, so they're going to be trying to sit back and survive and that's never a strategy for success against city you know i could also see you know depending on the lineup uh, where you know you you, you mix in uh gundogan uh or mares if he starts but right now it's looking as though it's going to be aguero up top with uh, jesus and sterling i'd rather take aguero but i i know some folks would pivot with uh, jesus as well uh, uh, but, uh, you know, 
again, it still depends on what it gets announced, but it's, with it being so early, it's still not going to be set in stone yet. But uh, uh, Aguero's my pick, uh, and I think, uh, you know, City is going to put up three, four goals easy on uh, Brighton. Moving on uh, to un- my alternative uh, forward pick, uh, you got uh, Mitrovic uh, in place for Fulham. He's going up against Everton. Everton gives up goals. Uh, I'm probably going to look at uh, Mitrovic uh, more likely for uh, FanDuel uh, just from a pricing standpoint. He's only 9000 there, so uh, that gives me some value to play with. DraftKings, he's at 6800 Again, uh, gives me some uh, decent value as well. Uh, but uh, I, I, I like Mitrovic uh, more on FanDuel because my other forward spot that I would use on FanDuel actually goes to Ryan Sessegnon, who qualifies as both a forward and a midfielder on DraftKings. He's only a midfielder on FanDuel. Uh, so Sessegnon, uh, he actually gets a, a nice matchup, in my opinion, uh, as well uh, against Everton, just because in the midfield... He's going to have the speed and pace to actually do some damage against uh, Everton. So I like uh, Sessegnon uh, to get that at secondary forward spot. He's only 4900 on DraftKings, 6500 on FanDuel. I'm playing him in both uh, just because I think it's a nice pivot from most of the chalk that people are going to be looking towards as they just look to pull players from both Liverpool and uh, Chelsea. I think uh, you have to kind of be smart about how you go about uh, handling the lineups. Uh, in terms of other players to look at, uh, uh, you got Christian Eriksen in midfield uh, who's out this week for uh, Tottenham. So for Spurs, I'm looking at both Lucas uh, Mora and Eric Lamella uh, to be anchors in my lineups uh, today. So uh, depending on uh, how... Uh, the announced uh, starting eleven goes. Uh, one of them is going to be in the in the pairing. I, I, I'm sure of it. Uh, I'm just not sure who which one's going to be. But uh, I I like Lucas Moore at 7300 on uh, DraftKings. Uh, FanDuel uh, he'll run you eight grand. But again, great value at that price range. Uh, so Mora would be a better play than Lamella. Lamella runs you 7500. On FanDuel, and he, I believe uh, he's uh, coming in uh, yeah, just uh, just around 6,400 on DraftKings. So uh, you know, I think Moore is a better play than Lamella, but I don't know what uh, Pochettino is going to go with in terms of a starting eleven for Spurs uh, today uh, as they play uh, Huddersfield. So uh, again, Spurs players should have some. Uh, Freedom of range. Uh, uh, my best play for Spurs, uh, I kn- because I know folks are just going to gravitate towards Harry Kane, uh, but Kane has not been producing uh, lately at the same clip as he was doing the last two and a half years. Uh, so I'm not paying that sort of premium unless I know for sure Kane's going to be out there. With no Erickson, no Deli Alley, uh, you know, I know the popular play is going to be Son, but he's just kind of getting back in form. Uh, I like Lucas Moore and Lamella, but the, my number one Spurs play is actually Kieran Trippier, uh, the left uh, the left back. Uh, just because he does the set pieces uh, and free kicks, uh, he 
gets them going in terms of like when they're actually in position. And I think one of the things that you're going to see a lot of from Huddersfield is fouling to try to break up the pace of play. So I think Trippier is going to have his uh, free range of getting enough kicks in the box and creating chances. So I really like Trippier today. I think he's an outstanding play just because he uh, he, he should be good for cash games and uh, in terms of uh, uh, GPP plays, uh, I, I love Trippier today at 6,400 and uh, on DraftKings and on FanDuel, he's only 6,500. I, I, FanDuel, it's a no-brainer taking Trippier. Uh, uh, DraftKings, uh, I still think 6,400 is... Uh, just fine for him too, but uh, FanDuel absolutely. I think FanDuel his ownership's gonna be high, but it, it's well worth it. So in terms of other plays in the midfield, uh, I like that Fulham game. Fulham games are, you know, if for those who have not been watching the Premier League so far, Fulham games are very entertaining to watch. They're back and forth. They play a very entertaining style of football. Uh, not their defensive backline is in utter shambles. Uh, you know, even if they get healthy, I still have severe questions about how good their backline can actually be in the Premier League. But with that being said, they're a very fun team to watch. Everton should have their chances, so I like Gilfie Sigurdsson and I also like Richarlison uh, to be productive today for Everton. So, uh, in terms of price range, uh, Sigurdsson. Uh, we'll run you uh, just about, uh, I believe uh, Sigurdsson is 7,800 on uh, DraftKings. And on FanDuel, he'll run you uh, uh, in the range of uh, 9,000. Uh, Richarlison is 8,100 uh, on DraftKings. On uh, FanDuel, he's actually uh, cheaper at 8,000. You know, again... I like Richarlison. I also like uh, uh, Sigurdsson as well. So I think they're both uh, excellent plays for cash and tournament plays. Uh, just because I think that Fulham game uh, is back and forth in terms of uh, goal scoring opportunities and crosses. So I think there's a good way of racking up points. Another midfield option to consider would be James uh, Madison for Leicester City. Uh, he's going to be... Uh, He's going to be playing uh, uh, against. Uh, uh, he's going to be playing against uh, uh, Newcastle today. Uh, in terms of uh, the price range, uh, Madison's at eight thousand on DraftKings, FanDuel, uh, eighty five hundred. Uh, but I I like his uh, opportunities there. Uh, just big uh, big body guy. Uh, you know Newcastle has struggled defensively so far this year so I think he's going to have some opportunities to uh, at least get uh, at least get a couple of shots on target so maybe he puts one in back in the net and uh, you, you definitely get your haul there uh, in order to fit some of these uh, players in though uh, we do have to kind of think a little bit outside the box in terms of getting value in the defense and also uh, goalkeeper range so uh, to that end, I mean, since we already have Trippier in place, a uh, couple of options you can look at is uh, Jose Holabas at Watford. Uh, basically, he'll run you about uh, 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 5,600. Uh, uh, actually, he might be 
slightly less on DraftKings. So hold on. I think he's actually 5,300 on, uh, yeah, he's 5,300 on DraftKings. Uh, he'll run you about 6,000 on FanDuel, but uh, good option there. Uh, another option that's going to be cut rate pricing is uh, Chris Lowe of Huddersfield. Uh, will uh, only cost you about uh, uh, 4,500 on FanDuel and 3,900 on DraftKings. But here's the thing. I talked about the fact that I expect Huddersfield to give up goals against Spurs, but the one thing you have to bear in mind is that for uh, DFS, uh, when it comes to defenders, yes, clean sheets are a nice thing, but that's not the focus here. Uh, Your focus on defensive players is the folks who get crosses across the net and uh, create challenges and passes completed. So they have to be active. So usually... When a team isn't active defensively and they're not actually having to contribute to the course of play and it's just having a quiet day, you're in a crappy spot. So people get it mixed up where, oh, I want a guy with a clean sheet. Yeah, a, a clean sheet is nice, but they're not if they're not in the run of play, they're not all that much good to you. So that's why sometimes uh, taking a, get, a guy like David De Gea screws you because, like, you know, yes uh, – uh, when he makes those brilliant saves, it helps you. But more often than not, like when United's actually playing well defensively, he doesn't really have all that much to do. Uh, it's actually when he has to do a bunch of saves, that's when you get value. So sometimes you have to look at it from the perspective of when is my keeper actually going to be active? So the two keepers I'm looking at today are Allison for Liverpool and Ben Foster for Watford. Watford, because I expect Arsenal to put shots on net. Now, I also expect Arsenal to give up a bunch of goals, but, you know, that's just me being a Gunners fan uh, and knowing what to expect. Uh, But Foster should be active today for Watford uh, with uh, the Arsenal attack, so uh, that'll keep him busy. Allison definitely is going to be busy because Allison plays from the back. He's going to be making passes, so... uh, Hopefully he doesn't screw it up and, uh, and cause an old goal like he has uh, in the past weeks. But uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I definitely like uh, Allison and Foster today in the goalkeeper spots uh, to keep things interesting. Now, uh, because DraftKings has the additional utility spot, uh, you know, uh, some other guys you can uh, keep in mind uh, just for this week uh, would be... Uh, uh, John Michael Sari uh, for Ch- uh, Chelsea, yeah, you know, still. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, John Michael Sari for Fulham, sorry. Um, uh, but uh, in terms of chances created, uh, he's up there in the Premier League ranks just because of. Again, I talked about Fulham just with their style of play being um, uh, dynamic enough where. He keeps things very much interesting as a whole. So I like Sari as a utility play. I also like uh, Moutinho for uh, Wolves. I know I didn't talk about Wolves against uh, Southampton, but Wolves-Southampton should be a game Wolves would be looking to take from uh, Southampton. So I I actually like uh, Wolves in that matchup uh, today if if I were doing outright bets. Uh, but uh, Wolves would be an interesting option. Uh, I know folks would be more likely to be on Nevis and a couple other guys, 
which should keep uh, Moutinho's ownership low enough and under the radar. Another guy you can keep in mind would be Granit Xhaka of Arsenal. Provided the idiot doesn't get himself uh, red carded, uh, Xhaka should provide some value just because, you know, Unai Emery, for reasons that no one understands, likes playing Xhaka up and in an offensive position and uh, still in a holding position. So he's an old holding midfielder who uh, plays very aggressively. Uh, so that gives uh, puts him in a run of play. So he's going to be active throughout. And Watford has shown that they can give up goals on the counterattack. So uh, it, it definitely is an interesting play if you're doing it for tournaments. Uh, not if you're actually caring about real-life consequences like Arsenal fans should be. But uh, I will throw out Jacques name in there as a punt uh, for tournament play. So that's what I've got in terms of uh, the fantasy uh, rosters today for uh, the EPL matchups. Uh, my expectations for some of these matchups, again, I, I talked about Manchester United. Did, people are penciling this in as a win for United and Mourinho bounces back. I'm not sold on that actually happening. Now, I know West Ham's not very good, but you don't want to be going into a match when you're playing that poorly and you're in an opposing stadium. And yes, I know United fans are going to be there. But it's still not the same uh, as being at Old Trafford. So uh, I think that's a dangerous game for United. I'm staying away from it. Fulham, I think, can beat Everton. Uh, so I, I think uh, that's that's a winnable match for Fulham. City, again, I think should roll. They'll score a number of points today. Tottenham, uh, Spurs should be able to take care of business against Huddersfield. Uh, you know, I know they're banged up, but they got to be able to take care of business against Huddersfield. They want to be serious contenders uh, in the title race and getting into Champions League. Uh, Arsenal, Watford, you know, Watford plays good matchups against Arsenal. Uh, Watford's not afraid of Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal gives up goals. Uh, so I would be looking to take the over two and a half goals on set for that one. Uh, Southampton and Wolves. I like Wolves in that matchup. I, I think uh, they definitely have the tools to be able to take uh, care of business against Southampton. Uh, Leicester, Newcastle. Newcastle has struggled out of the gate. No one's really happy with uh, the situation at Newcastle just because a lot, a lot of uncertainty as if Rafa Benitez will actually stay there. Uh, just because, you know, when you're dealing with one of the worst owners in professional sports uh, uh, across the globe, uh, and Mike Ashley, you know, it, it's never a done deal. And then Leicester, I mean, and then Liverpool uh, against Chelsea in the late afternoon game. I look at that one as a game where Chelsea needs to get some points, uh, in my opinion, to bounce back and to je- legitimize themselves as a top uh, contender. L- Liverpool needs a win to justify themselves as the true uh, threat to Manchester City. So that's a very interesting contest. I think it ends up in a draw, but I would not be surprised to see a win happen either way. So uh, that's what I've got uh, uh, for my picks. So uh, without much further ado, I'm going to sign off here and uh, take in uh, some breakfast and uh, get ready for a nice slate of games and see if the U.S. can make a little bit of a rally in the Ryder Cup uh, based off what what I'm watching. 
Uh, it doesn't look all that promising, but you never know in sports. So uh, that's all for now. Have a great day, everyone. It's the most talked about position in all of sports, the quarterback. And now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field, Celebrity QB, featuring four-time Super Bowl champion coach, Charlie Weiss. Unlike other football shows, you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks. Like, is this the year Tom Brady finally looks his age? Will dating Danica Patrick distract Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's dating Danica Patrick, Charlie. We're interested in that, you know? Well, I mean, Tommy's got Giselle. I'll I'll take Giselle, okay? (laughs) Is Dak Prescott good enough to win a Super Bowl for the Cowboys? Which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018? How about intellectually, Charlie, as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now? The game has changed, but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous. Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.